This episode of the Ministry of Misfits podcast and this awesome shirt are brought to you by a Courageous Clothing Company. Courageous Clothing Company is a Christian family-owned business that specializes in custom designs that they create as well as bulk screen printing of your custom designs as well. When you buy from Courageous Clothing Company, you're not just buying an awesome shirt. You also are helping spread the gospel across the world through the missions that they support, such as this here with Ministry Misfits, as well as with their own designs that have Christian-themed messages sharing the gospel in an awesome and relevant way, or as we say within CSRM and Ministry Misfits, strategically relevant evangelism. Check out their entire line at CourageousClothingCompany.com. The following was recorded during the COVID-19 pandemic through Zoom meetings in accordance with local health guidelines. So it was was a summer before my senior year of college, uh, which is a unique time to get any sort of calling in life. I was studying to be a history teacher and I planned on coaching football at the high school level. And I was working my summer job at a factory with my father in Canton, Ohio. And uh, I felt a call in the ministry. I have done some campus ministry. I didn't have any clue what I was doing, but God had blessed some efforts. I uh, started a, a Bible study on our football team and, and even did some small group stuff on campus. But then I just felt like God was saying, no, it's not teaching. I want you to, to share the gospel. And then through that, God reminded me that there was a sports ministry program at a school, a local university in Canton, Ohio, and Dr. Greg Linville was there. And uh, so I I uh, graduated with my degree in history and then went right back into into school and secured uh, a really good internship in sports ministry at at one of the other local churches there, actually the church I grew up in. And uh, I learned about ministry at Malone University under Greg Linville and got my start in student ministry and sports ministry at a local church. And I've been doing that ever since. Welcome back to another Ministry Misfits episode. Uh, I am Andrew Fouts, and this should be episode eight, assuming that my count from last time is still accurate, since this is part two of our discussion with Dan Stouffer, um, talking about a lot of different things. And um, we've honestly got a few more episodes that we can do now coming out of this discussion that he and I were just talking about. So um, today, though, last time we talked a little bit about walking through the idea of figuring out your calling we looked a little bit about the fact that just because we think we have our calling figure out figured out doesn't mean we actually do um and that god's gonna continually surprise us um sometimes i think for his own amusement but um you know today though we're gonna start looking into dan's history um well not really history his past uh 18 months or so um working as a church planner in the midst of a global pandemic that the world has not seen in the past hundred years so dan welcome back hey thanks andrew oh what what Um, a great topic (laughs) right you know it's nothing relevant or anything this is old news by now um 
So where we left off last time, you have, um, you know, walked through your calling a little bit. You have gone from being uh, a history teacher hopeful to um, eventually becoming the interim pastor trying to, you know, stop the bleeding of your home church to being all the way down in Tampa, Florida, doing the same sort of thing, um, thinking you're coming home only to be three hours south in Columbus and working, working with the church there. And now all of a sudden, God has again told you, you're not quite on where the calling was as far as the initial one, because now you're going to go out and plant a church. Um, so let, let's start before, before COVID. Um, yeah. let's start back. You, you know, you're, you've gotten this position with, with this church, um, to, to be a church planner and residence. Um, and typically those of you that don't know how church planning goes down, this, this is a good, good place to start as well. Yeah. Um, you know, church planning is not just a group of people get together and say, Hey, we're a church now. There's a, a long process that goes into all of this. And we're not even talking legal process. We're just talking spiritual process yeah. here. Um, typically, you know, the first place you start is you look for a couple other people for leadership. And then within that leadership, you go and find a couple people that are willing just to walk with you and start some Bible studies up. And then, you know, from the Bible studies, you get into community outreach and from community outreach, you get more Bible studies. And then eventually you have enough Bible studies to say, okay, now we meet Sunday morning at this time. Yep. And we just fellowship together. And then, okay, maybe we start taking an offering and okay, now we start writing a, a constitution up and doing all the legal fun, fun stuff <laughs> that uh, the U.S. government requires for churches. Yeah. How much of that process did you actually get to do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not, not much of that. And so when we uh, first started to meet with our launch team, um, you know, Behind the scenes, there was a demographic study happening, and uh, basically, um, I was able to preach a few times. I think it was in January and February, so right after I was hired. So the congregation at large got used to me and then heard about this vision, of course. Um, and we just invited people. Uh, if you're interested in being a part of this, learning more information, and then then come to these meetings. And we did a demographic study on where we're looking to plant in Gahanna, Ohio. The reason why we chose that area was A, it's growing and there's opportunity there. Um, Columbus, Ohio is uh, a really neat place right now. It really is, is thriving and there's lots of opportunity, lots of people that need Jesus too. And so in churches like ours, uh, I'm a part of what's called the restoration movement. So it's independent churches of Christ uh, or Christian churches. Um, there hadn't been a Church of Christ Christian Church in that area in 25 or 26 years. And so through some prayer, demographic study about the potential, even though there are some large churches in the area, we just we just know in a five mile radius, there's you know thousands of people that we could reach. Um, and so we did all that stuff. We just started to cast vision, and then the pandemic hit. So we hadn't started groups. We hadn't done any service projects. All those things were planned. We had hoped to, so that was February. We had hoped to uh, have our official launch Sunday in the pre-pandemic world uh, by late September of that year. 
And so we would have done the typical, you know, big grand opening, big marketing, all that kind of stuff. Um, but the pandemic hit and you know, for a few weeks, I was kind of scrambling, doing what a lot of people were doing, you know, Facebook living in a private group, just trying to keep people still engaged, still excited. But then when it, it was apparent that this thing's going to last longer than 15 days, right? This is going to be a big deal. It's like, okay, what's next? And so, yeah. So um, for those of you outside of Ohio, wait, March, it was March 23rd, 2020 is the date that the governor said, okay, we're everybody, you know, the stay at home order was put in place. You had said March 15th was the last day you had preached there at um, the church that you, you know, you guys are serving with. Yeah. So one week later, now everything is locked down. What was the initial um, start date that you guys had kind of, you know, thrown the dart at the calendar and said, okay, this is the day that we launch? Yeah, I think it was the end of September, that last Sunday. I want to say it was the 28th, I think. I don't know if that's so, right. Yeah, that sounds about right. So that, that would be about six months from the time. Correct. And initially, everybody's like, okay, two weeks realistically two weeks of not meeting seems like not not that big of a deal but when you're in the middle of a uh you're you're six months out from launching you're you know two months into the planting process two weeks is you know almost an equivalent of two years in terms of the amount of relationships that can be built yes so you you immediately went to the internet um you know shout out to digital ministry you know um, you know, you, you guys went to the internet, you're like, okay, let's try to keep this thing going, you know, keep the relationships going as much as possible, keep checking in on people, all that kind of good stuff. And then when March 30th hits and the governor's saying, yeah, we still got probably another month to go. Yep. yep. What was that, that leadership, uh, the next leadership team meeting like, cause Easter was coming up mid of April. And yes. now the governor has said, uh, guess what? Nobody's going to be available for Easter services now. What, what, what's that, that, uh, what's that team, team meeting like? Because you've got a new team, probably, I don't know the full extent of your, your dynamics there, but most of the time it's a team that maybe one other person has a ministry background, but for the most part it's just, you know, we're, we've got a heart for this community, and so we want to be a part of it you know, Mr. Football Coach, what's your halftime speech um, at that next leadership meeting? Yeah, and you and you nailed it. We had a guy uh, who had served as an, an elder in previous churches. It was heavily involved in Westerville Christian, our, our ascending church, and, um, you know, he, he could preach and teach and understood discipleship, but everybody else are just people who are wanting to, to serve. Um, and, of course, no one's planted. And so we went back uh, first, I got approval from my leadership here at Westerville saying, what if we plant it online? Um, you know, at, at that point in time, it was all new and fresh. And um, everybody thought it, this would at least keep the momentum going. Didn't know all the ramifications of that. And I'll talk more about that a bit later. But yeah, we're like, what if we picked Easter Sunday to launch a service online Um you know, and find different platforms that allowed us to pre-record, but have it send out as live 
You know what I mean? And so at that point in time, it, it, the average person thought it was actually live, but it wasn't. But of course, it helped us to kind of control things a bit easier. And so, um, you know, just began asking around for uh, different options and landed on some, you know, uh, uh, programs that would allow us to do just that. Get my, my iPhone, put it on a tripod in my living room, you know, and have my, my wife help run that. And my, my kids ran my slides. And uh, again, because of, of my, my network, um, you know, I was able to get some people who are worship leaders to give me some resources um, of, of them because they were doing the same thing for their churches. Um, you know, and so it was casting this vision to our launch team saying, we feel like God gave us this vision and not just our church, but West River wants to plant three churches in five years and doesn't feel called to step away from that. We, we got to keep this thing going. Um, again, not knowing if it would only be a month or two. Um, and so we did just that. We, we launched online, um, you know, with uh, online chat hosts and uh we did the Facebook thing, the YouTube thing, our website. My my wife handles all that stuff there, and um, yeah, we we just we made a church service online, and that's how we that's how we launched. So uh, you know, for for those of you that need to need to see this at, for what it is in a little bit more of a clear picture, you're hired in December, January. Of, yeah. you know, December nineteen. January 20, somewhere in there. Yep. You pick your spot around February. You have your team assembled probably what end of February, beginning of March? Yeah, we we had been meeting, I'd say mid-February. So we we had met probably three times or so. So yeah. you, you've you've been a you've been a launch team for a month. Yeah. <laughs> Everything shuts down. And so you're now keeping everybody just moving along. And then within a month of that the church is born correct so in four months you went through the entire church planning process without really ever actually meeting in person one time (laughs) you're exactly right yeah it it has it changed dramatically but that's exactly our flow yeah so we're gonna we're gonna really jump into this and dissect it because there's a lot of good stuff in this there's some theological stuff that dan i want to kind of break down out of this whole thing for people Uh, but we need to take a quick break um and then we will be right back and jump straight into this uh i mean you could really call it nightmare but a very good (laughs) nightmare so we'll be right back life is too short to live it feeling stuck in a rut Does your outlook on future possibilities have you asking, is this all there is? Maybe you feel that no matter what you do, your career does not seem to make any significant progress or impact. Maybe your family feels more distant from you than ever. The the truth is, there is so much more for your life, and you are not alone. Beyond the Rut podcast brings you stories of inspiration and practical tips to help you get unstuck in the areas of faith, family, fitness, finances, and future possibility from those who have journeyed those paths before you. Head over to beyondtherut.com where you'll find episodes to the show, links to where we are syndicated like on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and download our free resource titled Measure It to Make It, where you can create the roadmap for the life you've always dreamed of living beyond the rut.
Hi, this is the Ministry Misfit, Andrew Fouts. I'm also the Director of Digital Resources for CSRM and the producer of Overwhelming Victory Productions. And today we want to talk a little bit about Anchor FM. Part of our job here at Overwhelming Victory Radio is to provide ministries with easy and affordable ways to create their own media content. And one of these ways is Anchor FM. Anchor is a free one-stop studio with tools to allow you to create a custom podcast experience. They do everything from creation tools, distribution tools, and even marketing tools with ads such as this. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Hey everyone, this is Joshua Knoll with The Whole Church Podcast. Today I'm here with my co-host, TJ Tiberius Juan Blackwell. Yeah, uh, we just wanted to take a moment to tell you about our show. Uh, we are a weekly show, and we talk to leaders in various churches with different backgrounds about what makes their churches unique and how we can all come together as the whole church. And once a month, we'll examine different passages of the Bible that have historically been argued over. That way we can see how we can have better unity and a diversity of beliefs. Right. We look forward to having you join us next Tuesday by searching for our show, The Whole Church Podcast, wherever you are listening now. All right, welcome back to the Mystery Misfits podcast. I am still here with, you know, at this point, some of you are probably thinking crazy man, Dan Stoffer. Stoffer. So, well, you said my name wrong last time, so I can say your name wrong this time. Dan Stoffer. There you go. Um, and, and we just we just heard about the crazy, uh, you know, first quarter of 2020 for him and his family and his team. Um you guys have established your church. You guys are online Easter Sunday for the first time during this time. Also, we, we didn't touch on this, but it's worth noting. This is also when you come online with CSRM um, and your role as the um, church resource director. And as you start to work through a couple of these different things, you know, you get involved with CSRM and the small, the, um, the Tuesday talks, you pitched to us the small church initiative. Um, this is also when, for those of you that are interested, this is when Greg and I started our talks about overwhelming victory radio. Um, you know, the, the community that you, you were in and that I was in was very much in a, okay, let's actually use this time. Let's not just, you know, this isn't just a sit, sit back and see what happens. This is a, we get to change, we get to decide what the field looks like now kind of moment. So, you know, this is where our podcasting kind of expanded and we, you know, we put OBF to the side for a little bit and just focused on podcasting. Um, You started the small church initiative for us here at CSRM. And you, you know, you're, you're starting to get somewhat of a feel, you know, by the summertime of what the response is to actually having a new church that has only met online. What, what kind of numbers, you know, not that numbers are the main thing, but what, what were the, what was the feedback? What were the numbers showing as far as your decision to, to launch five months early and without (laughs) actually seeing anybody? Yeah, and what's what's cool about that is it mimics what you would see in a traditional church launch, right? So that first Sunday, uh, I want to say we had over you know a hundred devices uh, connected, and there you know some of those are well wishers, some of those are people in my own network, you know. And then as the weeks uh, kind of went on, that kind of shrunk down. I'd say, you know, we we would see um, 
you know, uh, just under 200 views on, on Facebook and, you know, 20 some on, on YouTube and maybe another 20 on our, our, our website. And it kind of landed there. Um, but from there, what we were able to uh, see is really who are our core people. And so we would see uh, certain people uh, hit our radar. We did, of course, open up online giving, which certainly would help our church to go forward. Um, even though we weren't, you know, renting a facility yet, and we'll talk about that a, a bit more in the uh, future here, but um, we open up online giving, we see people hitting our radar, we do the online chat features, all that kind of stuff. We have people filling out our online digital connect card, and so we were operating like I knew how to operate a, a physical church online, and then from there, um, continuing to have, you know, Zoom meetings with my launch team. Um, we did some trainings for small groups and we said, Hey, Zoom's a great way to run a small group. You can still do it. You know, it's a great resource. Uh, we, we leverage right now media. If you're familiar with that, it's like the Christian, uh, Netflix for Bible studies. And again, a different approach instead of just, you know, going to someone's house, it's everybody logs in and we had hosted kind of a, we called it a seed group. Uh, we wanted to plant seeds for our launch team. To So my wife and I, we modeled a small group. We did training. And I think that lasted eight weeks. And then from there, they launched into small groups as well. And we've had four rounds, I think four rounds. But we're about to start our fourth round of small groups ever since. And those groups, they meet for eight weeks with the idea of they multiply. And so a leader has been trained to raise up another leader, then hopefully we're not splitting groups, you know, but we're multiplying, um, you know, and the majority of those groups, even, even now meet online. Um, there are some benefits, nothing beats face-to-face. I think we all know that, but for people who are busy, <clears throat> excuse me, for people who are busy um, and maybe don't have time to clean up their house, or they're still concerned about some of the, uh, the pandemic stuff. And we encourage people with their comfort level and, and to be smart and safe and all that. But I don't see the online group option going anywhere. Uh, and I don't see the online option for worship going anywhere for a worship service on Sunday morning. Uh, because even when we've met in person, we've had that option also. And so we've just, we've, we've kind of built our ministry around four key principles of our strategy, which we find <clears throat> in Acts chapter 2, 42 through 47. We gather in worship. And so we, we don't necessarily see that word gather, but we see the first church gathering daily, actually, right? We talk about growing in community, and the best place to do that is in a small group. We talk about giving generously of our time by serving, and we've had a few service projects here and there where people are able to donate locally uh, through a great organization in the community we're looking to plant. So we're building that relationship there. And of course, give generally of their resources financially to help us move forward as a church. And then we encourage people to go and multiply other followers of Jesus. And that could be as simple as you share a post, you share our service, mm -hmm. it opens a door for you to be able to share the uh, gospel. And so we've kind of built our church around those four things, which you can do online as, as well. So, and, uh, want to clarify one thing when he says that they weren't going anywhere he meant that he wasn't getting rid of them not that they weren't headed in the right direction um there you go that, <laughs> that's the exact opposite of what he was trying to say um yeah. 
you know, th this is one of those things, and this is where, you know, we, we want to kind of sit for a little bit and talk is, um, you know, whether it's a generational thing or a church culture thing or an American culture thing, th this is part of the discussion that I know you and I have had with a few churches. I know um, Dr. Linville has had this discussion with a few churches as well of churches that are very much saying, you know, Facebook was good for a time, but, you know, we can't, you can't have church online. Um, you know, there's no physical connection. There's no discipleship going on. There's no this, there's no that. Um, you know, every once in a while you hear the, well, the internet is the devil, you know, comment, but um, th this is something that, you know, those of you that have been listening, you know, the first time I showed up in front of the camera instead of off the camera was talking technology and ministry on the CSRM podcast. Um, this is something that we here at CSRM have kind of been trying to be at the forefront for a while as far as this idea of digital ministry. Um, yeah. You know, this, this was something that I don't even know if you were even aware of that when you joined us, but, you know, the timing was very good that we have right as everybody is having to go online we bring in a new church resource guy who is doing everything online yeah. um you know give us give us your insight on this because everybody has heard mine for the most part and then i'll give it again anyway but um <laughs> you know where where do you where do you see online church online ministry in terms of the overall picture of of ministry yeah well i don't think it's going anywhere um and again we don't need to be afraid of it i think we need to be um aware of some of the negative sides of it for sure right there's there's things i don't agree with of um, some social media platforms and their their reach and all that but um we can use it as a tool right methods change the message does not change and during the pandemic, I think you said it earlier, we don't, we didn't want to sit around. We had people who are afraid. We have people who are confused. Um, there was, you know, a lot of crazy stuff happening in our country. There still is a lot of unrest and we, we need to get the gospel out there. The gospel is what changes things. The gospel is what provides hope. And Jesus said, once we get the gospel out to everyone, well, then he'll come back. So if we can help with that, let's, let's do it. Right. Um, and so I don't think it's going to go anywhere. I think it's going to be a both and. I think most people would probably recognize that nothing beats being in the physical presence of people. But if this was a way to continue to reach people and to do ministry, especially in the middle of a pandemic, um, or um, you know, people who even naturally could could not come because they're shut in for whatever reason, it could be a disability, it could be a mental illness or whatever, it allows you to take church to people. And uh, what I love about the idea of churches having elements like this, whether it be a sports ministry thing that's online, a church service that's online, some churches are doing the online campus, and they've hired someone to oversee that thing, is it allows you to look like the Acts church. Like how many communities little tiny house churches were meeting, whether it just be a family or a small group during the pandemic when it was at its worst. And in some, some states, they're still locked down. So maybe this is working for you. 
where it's like, okay, we're bringing church to you and you're sitting around a table, you're sharing a meal, maybe you're having a conversation with your family. It sounds a lot like the Acts church. And so I think it's going to be a both and going forward, you know, and there's a lot of resources that are inexpensive or even free that make it possible. And so you might not agree with everything you see with technology, but it can be a tool that can work for you. And this is, um, you know, a couple of things you just said there. This is part of why, you know, we've already talked, you know, episode three, Dr. Lindell came on and just gave the full, laid out the full picture of the three-tier paradigm of, yep. you know, before we get to the method, we've got to look at the philosophy behind that method. And in order to understand that philosophy, we've got to look back to the theology behind it. Um, you know, that's part of why we're doing this podcast is hopefully to be able to provide people with a theological understanding of the world around without you feeling like you've got to go to Harvard to understand it. Um, you know, and, and you know, the, the place to start, I think that is, you know, interesting and you can speak this too, is that one of the areas that this kind of gets misrepresented or that, you know, it kind of gets downplayed is the idea of, your online campus, that thing we're just talking about, has to be treated in the same manner that your regular campus does. You know, the people that are just watching you online are just as much your responsibility yes. you're accountable for as the people in the pews. You know, how many, you know, just give us a rough estimate if you can, how many people consider you their pastor that you have never actually met? Yeah, I, I would say there's got to be... Um... 20 to 30 people have not met yet. Uh, we've, we've had at our, our best in-person gathering, which was, was Easter. We're meeting once a month right now. We hope to uh, increase that as the second half of this year comes. But uh, we've had 65 there. And I'd say there's probably 20 people that I've not actually physically met yet. Um, I keep seeing, you know, their, their name pop up or they, they like something or um, they subscribe to our newsletter um, or maybe they're in a different small group that I'm not leading. Um, you know, I, I tend to, to lead uh, or am a part of the, the men's group that happens on Saturday morning. And so there's, there's yeah, there's, there's opportunity there. Or there's some people who may never like or subscribe to anything, mm -hmm. but because everything gets archived, like on, on, on YouTube, they're, they're watching and they're a part of it. And maybe they are worshiping. Um, and when the time is right, hopefully they, they will hit our radar and we'll, we'll be happy to follow up. Of course, you know, like a normal physical church, we've got policies and procedures of how to follow up and, you know, plan for all that. But yeah, I'd say 20 to 30 people we've not physically uh, met yet. Yeah. And this is, you know, this is one of those areas that, um, you know, I haven't, you know, one of these days we'll get around to actually just my story in general. But, you know, one of the things that we found when we were at a church in Cleveland that we were trying to help rebuild. It was very similar to your situation. You were talking about, you know, kind of the Tampa and the Canton area, but I actually had more people that called me pastor that I had never met than the people that were actually in the building referred wow. to me as their pastor because wow. of the fact that we treated our online community just as important as the people within the pews. Same thing, you know, this is not a, well, you're just, you know, trying to stick with the trends type of thing. This is a, I mean, this is gospel ministry. This is part of what, um, those of you that may be familiar with Brady Shear, he's the guy yep. with pro church tools. Um, you know, he, 
he one of the first things I ever heard him talk about was, you know, when you look at world history, which we do a lot on this show, when you look at world history and you compare it with biblical history and church history, you know, the the when you have the invention of the writing of writing there in the, you know, the way, way ancient times is around the time that we also start seeing these, you know, guys like Moses starting to write this stuff down. He's educated by the Egyptians to learn how to write. And so he writes all this stuff down. So we have a record of it, you know, going into more modern era times, you know, why is it that we always see Jesus on a mountain or in a boat? Because that was the microphone of the time. He, he sat there in the boat it was amplified by the water and then the reverb from the mountains sped it back to the people. He was using the technology of his day, even though we don't look at as technology. You know, the next big thing that you mentioned, the printing press, the first thing that's on it is the Bible. Yep. 500 years later, the next big thing that's come up technologically is the internet. Yep. Why? And But for some reason, we in those 500 years since the printing press, we've sort of lost our heritage and history of taking technology and using it. I am sure that, and even some of you listening probably are attending, there are probably still some churches that have all of their records on a floppy disk. <laughs> would you, would you say that's unrealistic, Dan? It's not. I, I yeah. would venture to say that's definitely true. Yeah. yeah. You know, we, we are afraid of technology all of a sudden, but we do not have to be and theologically this is something Dr. Linville covers a lot in, um, I believe it's the Christmanship book, as well as the Fundamentals book with the paradigms. You know, things are not necessary, you know, things cannot be evil in themselves. It's the way that we use them that are evil. It's the way that we apply them that are evil. It's the way that we think about them that are evil. Obviously, like we said, there are some bad things on the internet, which is all the more reason why we need more people out there doing this kind of stuff and providing light in these dark areas. Um, you know, that that's a whole tangent that, you know, like I said, you've all most of you have heard it before if you've been following us for a while. But guess what? You're stuck with it now because Dr. Lindell gave me my own microphone. <laughs> so. um you know, that that's one area that we want to address is this idea of you do not have to be afraid of technology as long as you're not either one, abandoning the people you've got in front of you, and two, as long as you're taking care of the people that are listening. Yeah. And that's the thing, you know, Dan, you were talking about you you guys have been successful in that you guys are almost to your year mark now. Yeah. Actually, um, yesterday. Yeah, it was yesterday, one day yeah. yesterday. Yep. I was thinking it was the 15th for some reason. But yeah, so yesterday, uh, April 12th. So now you know when we were recording this. Um, <laughs> you know, yesterday, April 12th was your one year anniversary, which means that you already have made it longer than some church plants ever do yeah, that right. plant in a traditional manner. And yet you've only had probably what, 10, 12 in person gatherings? I think it's less than that, Andrew. I want to say six or seven. Yeah. Yeah, and on so. top of that, you guys have also started more small groups in that time period. Correct. Correct. It is definitely doable for you to be able to do this stuff online. It is definitely doable as long as you are willing to, again, using our theological framework, if you're willing to recognize this as God's gift, if you are able to think about how this can be used going into that level two philosophical, and then if you are willing to learn how to apply it, 
you know, th this is something that not only is going to benefit your church, it's going to benefit other churches. It's going to benefit other people. You know, when I was, you know, I, I will, we'll flip the role here a little bit. When I was in Ohio preaching, I had actually a couple consistent followers in Florida that wow. were listening consistently. Wow. Um, the church that we're current, I'm currently at third street when they first launched online, you know, during the pandemic, they had people listening in other countries it's crazy that now are a part of this church that they never would have been able yep. to minister to otherwise. Yep. These are the kind of things we want to get you thinking about, but we, we want to take this one other direction. And this is um, we've got about five, 10 minutes here that we're going to end this on. The two of us aren't just on here talking about this because Dan's done it. And that because I've been a big pusher of it. This is also something that the two of us specifically are wanting to be able to let you know that if you are interested in this, whether you're interested in this as the senior pastor, as the sports minister, as the youth pastor, even as just somebody that's saying, hey, I want to get connected with somebody. Um, we are the two, at least within CSRM, to talk to. Um, you know, I... I serve as the director of digital resources and we, we can help you with consultations doing this stuff. Um, you know, we, we've launched what three or four podcasts since, um, since this time last year, um, we've got two more that are in the works. Um, you know, we, we've expanded our YouTube library. I don't even know how big we've expanded it, all this kind of stuff. We, we want to be here to help you, do that like we said last episode also we've got the agone institute we can get you hooked up and connected with if you want to study this from a more academic standpoint um but dan also you serve currently within csrm as the director of church relations yeah um and specifically the thing you started which again it's been about a year since you kind of launched this initiative is our small church initiative so give us a little bit of information about that yeah, yeah, and uh, pre pre COVID, that was a you know a church by definition of less than two hundred and fifty. You know, um, we we at CSRM have a have a heart for for churches of all sizes, but especially for those that maybe don't have a ton of resources, uh, maybe don't have a a full time paid person who's over a sports ministry, maybe don't have a facility with a gym or you know, a lot of space um, for, for soccer fields. Um, and basically, we just want to help. Um, I'll, I'll use the term coaching, consulting. Um, you know, we, we want to encourage you anything we can do because we're really focused on, you know, resourcing and relationships. And we, we have both of that. Um, you know, no one understands a minister or a pastor, director, volunteer, whatever your title is, like someone who's doing just that. And so like Andrew just shared, that's that's our heart um, for everybody associated with us. We we just want to be able to help. And so, yeah, I've had some conversations with with people who are just like, hey, we want to start something brand new. Um, there was a guy I talked with out in California uh, last week, and he he loves beach volleyball because in California you can play that pretty much year round, especially in San Diego. That must where, be nice. Yeah, that's a little bit different than what <laughs> we experience. Um, and his church has has room, and he's he he's feeling that call that we talked about in one of the previous episodes. He didn't go to school to be a pastor, and we're talking about well, CSRM can help you with that. We can get you credentialed to do just that. And then he's like, well, I'm thinking about joining staff as, as one of our janitors. And I'm just I'm just encouraging this guy 
to begin something, to take to his leadership, uh, to get their stamp on it, and whatever we can do to help that. I, I helped another church uh, here in the Columbus area who currently is meeting in an athletic facility for their worship, but the whole facility is now for sale. And they're talking about, hey, if we could, and they're at less than 200, if we could not only worship here, but operate this entire center six other days of the week, because we encourage them as one of our philosophies at CSRM to not meet on the, on the Lord's day for sports ministry. Um, but to, to run this great, amazing facility in order to reach people. And so we just talked about some different options to make that happen and also to have it fund itself <laughs> to take the pressure off of trying to pay right. a mortgage and all that good stuff. Cause there are, there are ways. And so those are just two examples of, opportunities that not, not not just me, but Andrew could talk to you about technology and sports ministry, uh, being a pastor. I know we're, you know, maybe in the future, we're going to talk about turnaround situations because I think, uh, Andrew, both you and I have experienced there, but that's really what we're about. No one understands what you're going through, uh, like people who are going through it or who have been through it. And we just want to help you. So, Again, whether you're a church of 250 or less or, or church of, of, of any size, but we really wanted to focus on those that maybe don't know where to start or don't feel like they have what some mega churches have. We're just here for you. And uh, that, that would be my, my message. And that, that really is the message overall of what yep. you know we're getting at even doing this whole ministry misfit series is the fact yep. that nobody understands what you're dealing with unless they are dealing with it also um you know ministry is a beast that nobody nobody expects it when they go into it they they really don't prepare you for it while training you in in college and with with unless you're talking to people that have been there people and even sometimes still when you're talking to people that have been there you know it's something that it can be very isolating very lonely when People don't understand what's going on. That's part of why CSRM and Overwhelming Victory are wanting to to start this other, you know, this is not the traditional thing you see for CSRM. This is a little bit different, but we want it to be something that is encouraging and for people to be able to grab a hold of and be able to, to use as an encouragement for them in their ministries or for those of you trying to head that direction. Um, you know, again, the the small church initiative is one area that we're doing that are um Digital consultations is one way that we're doing that. Our general um, church or sports ministry consultations is another way. way. Um, internationally, we're able to even help. We've we've done some church planting, um, you know, resourcing opportunities as well. It's part of why we've got church planners coming into the Ministry Misfits podcast. You know, it we we want to we want to be here for you. We want to be here to help you. Um, if you have some of these things that, you know, you don't necessarily want to talk to us directly about, but these are things that you want to hear about, um, comment, send us an email, contact us, tweet me something. We'll, you know, we'll find somebody in that area um, and, and we'll, we'll talk about it. Um, we, we want to be there. Um, again, those of you, Dan, I'm glad we were finally able to do this. Yeah. Um, you know, give, give the name. I don't, I've flashed it up a couple of times on the screen, but give, give everybody the name of your church. And, you know, if they want to check you out Sunday or, you know, since it's online, you know, any other day of the week, um, give, give us your, the church's contact information here. 
Yeah, yeah. So it's called Multiply Christian Church, and we are looking to plant in Gahanna, Ohio. Kind of, I've already started that process. Obviously, the reason why I wanted to give you our location, I think there's some other multiplies. Uh, but the reason why we went with multiply, we want to multiply the hope of Jesus in our community and in our world. And also we want to be a church that multiplies. We want to be a church that plants churches and plants small groups and plants leaders and all that good stuff. Um, and you can find us at multiply614, which is the area code of where we're looking to plant, dot com. Uh, we go live um, or pre-recorded sometimes Sundays at 930. And we uh, have a Facebook uh, page and we have a YouTube channel. And our, our website already gave that. Those are ways for you to kind of uh, engage. If you, by chance, are listening to this and you're in the Columbus area and you don't have a church home, we would love for you to come out when we meet in person. You can find out those dates on our website as well. Yeah, and for those of you interested in uh, getting a hold of Dan in the CSRM role, um, you can contact him through our website at csrm.org. If you go to our leadership page, um, his contact information is there, as well as mine in the CSRM capacity. Um, for those of you that would be interested either in the small church initiative stuff and, um, you know, just general consultation, if you're interested in the digital consultation, um, those of you that are interested in the credentialing, um, my recommendation would actually be to, when you go to that page, go and contact either Dr. Linville or David Waddell, um, who kind of head up that area for us a little bit more. Um, but Dan, thanks for coming on. Um, we'll have you back on because you and I've got a few other things that we want to throw around and tackle. Um, the rest of you, we hope you will uh, be back in next week. But we've got some exciting stuff coming up. So subscribe, follow, give us five stars, share it, give us a review. Even a negative review will be helpful. So uh, you know, feel, if you feel like trolling us, feel free, but just remember that God's watching. So, uh, we will see you all next time. Ministry Misfits podcast is a production of Overwhelming Victory Flicks, Overwhelming Victory Radio, and Ministry Misfit Media. Dr. Greg Linville and Andrew Fouts are our executive producers. Our theme music is entitled Rain and provided by Morning Light Music. For more information about Overwhelming Victory, visit overwhelmingvictory.org. For more information on CSRM, visit csrm.org. If you are interested in listening to our sister podcast on the Overwhelming Victory Radio Network, visit overwhelmingvictory.org backslash OV Radio. If you're interested in contacting Ministry Misfit Media or have your own story to share, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Ministry Misfit or email us at ministrymisfitmedia at gmail.com.